to the second fold to your question is you're never alone when you travel alone. Because I think it's more of like an American state of mind to think that if I, if I travel, a lot of people travel to California, to Texas, to Vegas, and America's huge, right? And they do it alone for a weekend, mm-hmm. for a spa day or whatnot. The only mm-hmm. difference here is that you're going overseas and believe it or not, is a whole different culture. So you have to learn how to assimilate. And if you like learning and you have patience, Mm-hmm. then it becomes easy. Soft petals and strong thorns. We're here for the rose conversations wanted and needed in our network of beautifully educated, enlightening, and empowering sisters of Hermandad de Sigma Iota Alpha Incoprada. My name is Gina Marie Rosado, and this is Sia Chats. Welcome back, everybody, for episode six of Sia Chats. Uh, thank you all for your patience. I know last week we had a little hiatus, but we're back at it this week. We are here with a fellow chapter founder, Joselia Padilla, and I'm really excited to talk to her today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good. We are talking about traveling, which is one of my favorite topics in the whole world, but specifically we're talking about solo travel. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about your experience with solo traveling. And then of course, we're going to dive deep into the really important questions here. Yeah, absolutely. So like you mentioned, I'm Jocelia Padilla, hermana primogenita from Rutgers, Newark, the Alpha Row chapter. Um, Mm -hmm. My nickname is G. So on Instagram, I'm GBabeNYC, where I post most of my travels. Yeah, I've been solo traveling for a while now. Being an immigrant coming to America, I started traveling at the age of six. Right. I started to solo travel by myself at 23. Um, And I'm 33. Well, I'm 32 years old. I'm not 33 yet. My birthday (laughs) is December. Sorry about that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. You're almost there. Uh, there. so, So it's been about like 10 years that you've been solo traveling? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean... So at six, seven, eight years old, my mom will send me solo on a plane to go visit my dad. Right. And I was um, accompanied by a stewardess, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my first experience on being on my own in a cabin. Uh Uh-huh. But when it comes to like my own money, my own Uh itinerary, it was when I was 23 that I decided, which is pretty late in the game when you meet fellow travelers traveling. They're all taking leap years at 18, 17, Mm -hmm. and I'm 23 kind of in a bungalow with them. You know, I was the old one. I'm always Uh, the old one. Oh, no. I feel like (laughs) it's never too late to start traveling the world. Absolutely not. That's one of the best experiences you can give yourself, one of the best presents that you can give yourself. Uh, So I travel as well. Um, I traveled on a, a study abroad program called Semester at Sea where I lived on a ship for four months for a whole semester. And we literally circumnavigated the globe. And I went to 10 different countries within those four months. And that was like the best time of my life. It's not necessarily solo travel because like I'm with other people, but I have, I've done those types of trips where I don't know anybody else that is going. So it's kind of like I'm taking a leap and 
doing it by myself, but then along the way, creating those, those friends since I'm with other people. So um, that's why this episode is very exciting for me. What, ins- what inspired you to travel um, solo? So I know you mentioned that you, like, you kind of had that experience from a little kid, like you were kind of thrown into that situation, but then what really inspired you to want to do that? Alone. Um, yeah. Um, so the truth is the inspiration started at 15. When I turned 15, my mother asked, do you want a quinceañera, which is a sweet 16, but in mm-hmm. Spanish, you know, 15. Yeah, for 15. Um, do you want a big quinceañera or do you want to go to Spain for three months to your aunt's Ooh. house? But again, I chose to travel um, by myself by choosing to go to Spain versus the quinceañera. Mm-hmm. And she put me on a plane by myself. And it's a story within itself because I was held in the Spain immigration jail for 24 hours what? for being a minor going oh into gosh. Europe. But that's a whole podcast within itself, going to jail abroad. It was hilarious. My mom oh, freaked man. out. But you were 15 that, years old. I was 15. That's and, crazy. And was treated very well. But um, <laughs> that was like my first time alone 24 hours in a country where I couldn't, you know, when I, when I had to just be in that environment and mm-hmm. understand to fend myself, fend for myself. Mm-hmm. So since that age, I decided that every birthday I was going to travel, but of course it was with friends. And mm-hmm. then around 2021, I said, well, let's try to kind of remove the friends out of the equation and try to just pick locations depending on deals that were online, right? I I didn't have like a destination in mind. Mm -hmm. I just said, you know, I know what it is to be on your own, on a plane at least. It'll be great to see what it is to be on your own in a country. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, it was curiosity from a habit that I already built. And um, yeah, it was just that curiosity that made me choose, you know, I chose, I think, the country, my first country that I chose to be on my own, Bratislava, so Slovakia. Slovakia was the country that I said, wow. I'm going to do it on my own. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of what inspired me, curiosity. Yeah, and that's, that's a unique country. It was fun, and it, it, was, it wasn't a travel where I landed on a plane. I mm-hmm. landed in Vienna visiting a friend. Mm. and stayed with her for about a week and I again the curiosity finding out that there were so many countries close to Vienna that I could just take trains that I said Mm. hey I'm just gonna go and she was like sure I'll meet you in Prague in a week so Bratislava uh, Slovakia was the Mm -hmm. first kind of country where I just showed up and figured it out that is that is awesome I love that and I would love to kind of have that experience as well. I want to do that in the future where like I go to one country, but then um, like do land travel to mm-hmm. the, the surrounding countries as well. That just sounds so amazing. So how many countries have you been to? Or how many, let's say how many destinations have you been to? I'll answer the countries. Um, okay. So I've only been to, believe it or not, like 15% of the world's country. There's about 195 countries mm-hmm. and I've been to 28. Okay. Um, so That's I've, still enormous to what a lot of people yeah. <laughs> usually do. <laughs> I've been to 28 and, and the goal in my mind is to go to 50 countries by the time I'm 50. 
And this year I was supposed to hit three countries and obviously mm-hmm. the pandemic mm-hmm. altered or push that like, back. yeah, pushed my, my trip back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 28 countries. Wow. That is beautiful to hear. I love that. <laughs> and I'm jealous. I've been to 13. So a little less than half of what you've done. So I know many people enjoy the traveling. And like you mentioned, you travel, you used to travel like with friends and a lot of people travel with their family, but they like to have that companionship when they're traveling to um, enhance their experiences. You know, they like being with the people that they love, but when people think of solo travel, they might think of a lot of fear. Like they're they're either scared of being alone for um, reasons like not having fun. They don't think they'll have fun by themselves or they feel that maybe they're nervous. They might be in more danger if they're alone and they don't know anybody else in the country or just having to like figure it all out in a whole new foreign place, especially if they speak a foreign language, right? So did these things run through your mind as you were in the process of like, oh, I'm going to do this by myself or um, do they still pop up occasionally? Um, so it's kind of like a twofold answer. I think mm-hmm. to your first question, oh, it's one question, but to the first point, so being due to the fact that everyone went through COVID together and a lot of mm-hmm. the, a lot of people went through the self-observation, loneliness and, and mm-hmm. reflective moments, mm-hmm. I think this is going to open doors for a lot of people to take the courage to go travel or to do uh, something that they might have seen as a risk, whether right. it's, you know, falling in love, getting a dog, get, starting mm-hmm. a new career, or in this case, traveling. I think this pandemic, if you spent it alone and reflected, mm-hmm. Is going to help you overcome that fear, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, there's never really been a fear because I thrive finding myself in a situation where I have to overcome an obstacle. Okay. So um, that's just me as a person, right? right so everyone right. is not like me. Mm-hmm. But with that said, um, to the second fold to your question is you're never alone when you travel alone. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's more of like, an American state of mind to think that if I, if I travel, a lot of people travel to California, to Texas, to Vegas, and America's huge, right? And they do it alone for a weekend, mm-hmm. for a spa day or whatnot. The only mm-hmm. difference here is that you're going overseas and believe it or not, is a whole different culture. So you have to learn how to assimilate. And if you like learning and you have patience, mm-hmm. then it becomes easy. Now, the fear of getting, you know, like, for example, Thailand. Thailand, um, everyone was telling me in 2014, you know, be careful. You wear your backpack. They're going to pickpocket you. In hostels, they will rob you. People always give you their opinions without their experiences or just by reading things. Or Slovakia, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, did you see the movie Hostel? How pe- it was in Bratislava. Be careful. And and you take that and you say, okay, cool. But if I am self-aware and street mm-hmm. smart or just open-minded and make decent decisions that are not going to put me in danger, then I can probably do this. It's the same thing as saying, don't walk the streets in Newark or Brooklyn, East New York at 9 mm-hmm. p.m. Right. You know, but you have to go to the corner store. You're still going right. to do it. You right. know, so yeah. 
I think the fear will always live in you. And the older you get, the more you start, you start thinking, bueno, like I have too much to lose, you know? Mm -hmm. However, the fear shouldn't stop you from learning. And, and it hasn't for me. Of course. So we've talked about kind of the negative side of it, like those negative thoughts that might run through uh, somebody's head that might either prevent them or um, haunt them if they are experiencing traveling. But all of those negative jitters and fears out the way, I want to know the amazing rewards that you reap from solo traveling. Um, How has it positively impacted your life? Um, Great question. Um, The reward I would say I have from solo traveling is that you leave a little piece of your heart all over the world Mm -hmm. and your heart is never full um, until you kind of continue to travel to fill it with other experiences. Mm -hmm. And the reward for me at least has been, you know, open up my mind and diversify my portfolio and understanding people's cultures Mm -hmm. and people's own, you know, battles against traveling. Because Mm -hmm. as a solo traveler, I meet so many other solo travelers who've been doing, who have been doing it way longer than I have. Mm-hmm. or who are new to the game. So we automatically start, you know, become in sync mm-hmm. um, because we have something similar, similar to Sia, right? You meet mm-hmm. a sister from Texas, you meet a sister from Georgia, and automatically there's that commonality of, oh, we pledged Sia, or we underwent right. the process together. As solo yeah. travelers, you're like, you're here alone? I'm here alone. Oh, tell me a little yeah. bit about yourself. Yeah, you and just so- kind of connect immediately. Right. And like on that common ground. And surprisingly enough, there's a lot of women. There's more mm-hmm. women than men, which people mm-hmm. think that, you know, as a girl, I'll get raped, I'll get taken advantage. But mm-hmm. in reality, there's so many like strong, independent young women who are, who are doing this yeah. that you just learn from them even more, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, the reward outweighs the fear in three mm-hmm. million ways. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that's a, that's really great to hear. I know that as women, it might be that fear, like you mentioned, could be a lot more than if you are a man, you know, you have a lot of different types of fears. Um, I actually follow a group on Facebook. I'm a member of a group on Facebook called girls who travel, and it is a huge group. And I think that that that's an amazing resource for somebody who is either who is a traveler and who can connect with other travelers, whether it's solo or not. So I want you to walk us through what a typical solo travel planning looks like. Like, what's your first step? Do you uh, do research beforehand? What are some of those must-haves that you always have in your luggage? Uh, Give us like a little crash course of what that looks like. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you two answers. The way that I started and how I planned my trips earlier on in my uh-huh. traveling and now how I do it, because obviously oh, I'm experienced. You're going right? to give us a, how it started and how's it going? <laughs> yeah, how it started and how it should be done. Okay, okay. <laughs> how it started, because uh, of curiosity, I really didn't have an itinerary. I just chose a location. Um, there's this website called The Flight Deal dot com Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. super dope because you just look at deals so it might be norway it might be scotland it might be russia 
mm-hmm. and um, which I've been to all those places. So mm-hmm. you find the location mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, cool. So the first step is kind of, if you don't know where you're going and you're open to anywhere is buying that ticket. And the reason I say buying the ticket is the first step is because everything else falls into place. And a lot of people plan everything mm-hmm. and buy it last. And mm-hmm. then sometimes something happens and they never travel. Right. So that first step is buy that ticket. Um, then the steps that follow for me at least is I don't make an itinerary. I literally do one thing that I think everyone should do, which mm-hmm. makes sense. If you like to travel different countries, mm-hmm. I pick one way to one country and an exit out of another country. So for example, I land in Norway and I'm mm-hmm. flying out of Paris. Wow, so okay. in my mind, I have two weeks to get to Paris. Gotcha. So that's technically my only itinerary in a sense that I don't care what I fill in in those two weeks. Mm-hmm. As long as two nights before my flight, I'm in Paris. Right. That's kind of how I set up my itinerary. I know it's a little too YOLO-ish or too, you know, adventurous for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons I chose to move away from traveling with friends mm-hmm. because friends had like, we're going horseback riding. We're going on a train. We're going to the Eiffel Tower. They had so many things that I'm like, mm-hmm. can you just enjoy waking up in the morning in Prague and having a coffee? I don't right. want to be on the go. For that, I can go to an all-inclusive and do right. all of those, you know? I want to yeah. explore the culture. So that's one crash course or the beginning of, of what I've done. It's pick mm-hmm. wherever you want to go or wherever there's a deal and enter mm-hmm. one way, exit the other way. Wow. Now, um, as a traveler um, for a couple of years by myself, um, I do it differently because now I do have places I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I research, for example, okay, I want to go to the Guinness factory. I want to go see, you know, the, the, you know, the highlands of Scotland. Right. So I, ha- I picked three top things that I want to see mm-hmm. within that week. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I don't book it until I'm there. Okay. But at least I have three things that I kind of right. want to see. Right. So now I do it that way. Gotcha. I really like that idea. Like just kind of winging it. Um, but do you ever, have you ever felt like you regretted not seeing something or not going to a place because you were winging it or have you felt like it was always better that way? Absolutely not. Um, I never felt like I missed out on anything. So, um, not to sound cliche and and my whole Uh positive mind vibe, life mindset. (laughs) Um, I don't regret anything. I, Uh if I missed it, that just means my dumb behind needs to go back and watch it. So like I missed it because I made a mistake. So, um, Mm -hmm. I've never, I never missed anything. If anything it's the reverse, being that I'm a solo traveler and there's so many anal travelers around me, mm-hmm. they have itineraries and I just leech on. Mm-hmm. I meet them and I go, wait, what do you mean you're going to go to see this temple? How are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, I booked this, this and that. Um, would you want to come? And then I go, absolutely. So I kind of attach myself to other solo travelers itinerary. Uh-huh. Of course, if their, you know, if their energy is there. Right, um, right. So I, if anything, by not having an itinerary, get to see things that I didn't even know about by copying or mirroring someone else's itinerary. Yeah. That's a beautiful experience. I, I, I feel like I'm kind of one of those people that it's like, okay, I want to have an itinerary, 
but I also like the spontaneity of it there you're just like okay we're just gonna do this today or we'll do I'm just gonna walk down the street and see what what happens to add to that if we were traveling and i meet you i would attach myself to your itinerary oh yeah <laughs> I I, like, yeah, oh my God, you're gonna go see what lake can i come with you know that's <laughs> the kind of personality but to that point now that i'm older i do pick three things that i want to see right yeah. before i didn't care because i mm -hmm. wanted to meet the people in the country mm -hmm. but now i do a little more research because now i'm choosing where i'm going right there's a difference yeah yeah, that makes sense. So you have like the highlights. You're like, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this, and we'll do this, and then everything else will just be like free. You just fill it in. And and just to add to that, I I do advise people to not. Some people think that to fill filling out your itinerary to its capacity makes it to a better trip, but it mm -hmm. doesn't. It gives you room to regret that you couldn't finish to see everything. So I definitely think the mindset should be less is more. And if you could pick three to maybe six good things and spread mm -hmm. it with your whole four days, five days you're there, mm -hmm. I think that's more something more uh, fulfilling than saying my Monday's packed, my Tuesday's packed, my Wednesday's packed, you know? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I you agree. You got to enjoy the moment. You got to enjoy the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think that I'm going to think about that more when I start traveling again, hopefully soon. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, talking about traveling now or hopefully soon. Does this uh, mindset or like planning process change now that COVID is here? I know you said you missed a couple trips this year. I don't think so. By the way, the three trips I missed this year are the biggest trips of my life. Last year, I, oh, no. I, I planned myself. See, this is what I'm talking about, that planning and then uh -huh. things don't happen. And then you're kind of like, I yeah. was going to the Olympics in Japan this year. Oh my God. I got tickets to the Olympics. I was flying to Japan on my own. Um, I was going to Amsterdam to go see Helen Keller's, you know, um, house and then uh -huh. meet up with friends from Russia. I was going to go see Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico concert. Oh my God. So like I had plans where I was like, I filled my itinerary talking uh -huh. about not feeling and nothing happened. So that makes mm -hmm. me even a stronger advocate to say, Relájate, like don't go in, you know? Right. Um, but with that said, um, for this year or moving forward, I probably am going to, I don't think I'm going to revisit the three countries that I was supposed to visit this year. I think okay. I'm just going to go back to square one and say, what has a cheap flight? Let me just travel again. I think I'm going right. to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen when it happens. I'm sure it will. You Hopefully. Because yeah. I'm itching. I'm itching. I'm itching to travel. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. We'll all get there. Yeah, I know I'll I'm itching to travel too. So lastly, do you have any final tips for someone who has never solo traveled? One. And two, uh, final tips for someone who is a more seasoned traveler. Yeah. So for the person who's never traveled, I would highly recommend this book called how to Travel the World on a $50 a Day. Mm -hmm. um, it's by Matthew Kempness. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you'll link it or, or send it to uh, your podcast listeners. Um, yeah, I'm about book, to write it down right now. <laughs> <laughs> that book is the book that encouraged me to just show up in Thailand without knowing anybody and staying for four weeks. Because um, when you oh, start thinking... Weeks. Yeah, when you start thinking $50 a day mm -hmm. on how much we spend money a day here or even a week, mm -hmm. you start valuing how you spend your money here. Mm 
So instead of spending $200 on the weekend drinking with friends, you're like, though $50, $200, that's four days in Thailand that I'll have with room board and beer, you know? Right. So you start spending your money differently. And that book uh-huh. shows you all different regions of the, of the world. Mm-hmm. And it tells you how much is the average spending. And then it recommends hostels, Airbnbs, and, um, and bed and breakfasts to try. Mm-hmm. That's the book that I, I attached myself to when I was 23. Mm-hmm. And that's the book that I still use till this day when I'm traveling on a low budget. Wow. Great book. So it's still like recent and like modern uh, recommendations? Yeah, it's still relevant. Um, if anything, from that book, I learned about this community called couch surfing mm-hmm. and I joined couch surfing in 2015, which is like Airbnb for free. Yeah. Um, and I created a community there. I, I allowed a lot of solo travelers to stay on my couch in return. When I went to Russia, they let me stay on their couch. So That's you start awesome. building this network of, of places where you can go where technically you have a friend that lives there yeah. that you can stay two, three days and then leave their house and still get to know the country. Yeah. So that book has allowed me to go to many countries um, with the comfort of knowing someone there. Yeah. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to show, I'm going to show up in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. I know someone in Sweden and Finland. So at least mm-hmm. I could, I, at least I feel like I'm landing somewhere safe. And right. then I go do YOLO. Yeah. So that's an amazing book. Um, And for the seasoned travelers, um, I think it's great to just kind of um, share your experiences with people because as seasoned travelers, we think it's the norm what we do because we hang around like-minded people who also travel. Mm -hmm. But we forget that we are in in America where it's not common to, to travel alone or to go backpacking outside of the United States. So I think for seasoned travelers, I would recommend, you know, share your experiences, voice them more, even when you, you know, in in casual conversations at a bar or with a friend. Mm -hmm. And lastly, don't pack up your itinerary. Just try that whole, you know, fly in one place, fly out the other, Um, Mm -hmm. unless you already do as a seasoned traveler. Maybe this is not something new. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's what I would kind of recommend. That is perfect. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you heard it here, folks. You got to get out there and we got to see the world. Thank you so much for your tips and uh, your stories. I had a great time today. And if anybody out there is traveling for uh, the holidays, be safe. I know we might not be doing a lot of solo travel right now, but either way, um, be safe, have fun. And thank you all for listening. Hermandad de Sigma Iota Alpha Incorporada is a nonprofit Latin based sorority promoting cultural awareness, sisterhood, and excellence among women. SIA Chats is brought to you by the volunteers of the National Executive Board, Community Affairs Director, and Marketing Committee. For more information, please visit hermandaddesia.org or check out our Instagram at hermandaddesia.org.